Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And Brett. Thanks for joining us. We are up to episode 18, I believe. It's good to be back. Good to be back. We're down in the studio today. Had a little hiatus last week. Yeah, so hopefully you guys enjoyed the the throwback episode, but we're back in the studio ready to record uh, another episode of the Short Rod Show. Yeah, it's been a busy couple of weeks. Uh, Did some fishing trips, um, had some work trips that, yeah, kind of slowed us down last week and... Did a little traveling, uh, but... Yeah, just got home from uh, the Dakins Lake Derby. Yep. Yeah, so what are we talking about today? Um, I think we'll talk a little bit about fishing that we did last week. Yep. So we got a Mississippi trip, we've got Dakins Lake pre-fish, and talk a little bit about fishing uh, this week. Sounds good. Yeah, hopefully you guys are uh, are doing well out on, uh, out on the water. We're kind of into the late part of the season now. Yep. Fish is getting a little bit tough. Yep. Ice is getting thick. Augers are getting a workout. Yep. Yeah, well, we're on, what, 12 inches ice at least. At least. Today. Yep. Uh, some spots where the snow wasn't there, I bet you're pushing 18. Yep. Saw a couple guys hand augering it still. Good <laughs> oh, for yeah. Them. Yeah, getting, getting after it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, we'll talk about all that and a little bit more coming up next on The Short Rod Show. Hey, Ben. So, I've got this buddy that's trying to start a small business, but he's having a real tough time with his digital footprint and just trying to figure all that out. Do you know anybody that could help him out? Well, I think I do. I know uh, a couple cool guys at this company called Evergrow Marketing, and they really specialize in helping landscape and lawn care companies maximize their digital footprint and basically bring customers to them, help them get found on the internet. Really? I mean, they'll work with any business. Um, they're really looking to expand. And if you tell them that Ben and Brett sent you from the, the Short Rod Show, you can get it 10% off your first order. Really cool. If you're interested in the Evergrow Marketing team and what they have to offer, check them out on evergrowmarketing.com and tell them Ben and Brett from the Short Rod Show sent you. You know, Brett, I was poking around on Facebook the other day and I could just not find the Short Rod Show. What's the deal? Oh, you just got to punch us in on Google. What do you mean? We show up on Google already? Oh yeah, the Evergrow team hooked us up. Holy cow, that's awesome. Yeah. Good deal, I'll try that now. Yeah, right, you just punch in Short Rod Show and we'll come up on our website, shortrodshow.com. It'll come up on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Awesome. So people can find us all over now. Yeah, all over the internet. That's great. We're also on Instagram, too. I've been trying to keep up with that. Posting some cool pictures. When we're out on the ice, you can check us out there, too. Yeah, sweet updates. Awesome. Check us out, guys. Hey, welcome back, guys. So as we mentioned, um, Ben went on a little uh, fishing trip out to Mississippi backwaters. Uh, kind of right around his home place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that trip. Who went with you? Uh, you left me at home, so. Yeah, Brad, unfortunately, couldn't make it out, um, on this trip, but we, we, we still had a good time. Yeah. Took the, uh, short rod show truck. I'm sure you guys saw all the engine lights that were on randomly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one just, made it around Facebook pretty good. Oh my gosh. As soon as I fired it up, just every light came on. Every light Every light in the dash was on. Uh, but yeah, made it over to um, just south of Dubuque is kind of where we stayed, um, the Bellevue area, yep. and had a good time scouting water there, but realized it was not going to be the right kind of ice um, for what we were looking for. Yeah, from what I've heard, the water's high. Water's high. Ice is not very thick. Yeah. Um, so we went north of Dubuque a little ways. Yeah. Um, so that'd be pool 11. Okay. Bellevue yeah. area. No, you're further than that. Guttenberg? Not that far north. Well, from Guttenberg down to Dubuque, I think, is Pool 11. Oh, that's where you're at? Yep. Nice. So, yeah, we were on the north side of the dam. 
um, and drove out a couple miles on the quad. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think there's the Mississippi. It's an intimidating beast, Yes, but it's probably the best fishery that you have access to in Iowa that you can use your Iowa fishing license on. Yeah. Yep. Um, That was, that was definitely a plus. You hear a lot about Iowa, Iowa, Great Lakes, Boji, Spirit Lake. You hear a lot about Clear Lake, but, uh, Mm-hmm. Mississippi blows them all out of the water. Definitely the potential is there for some monster fish. Oh gosh. Good quantities yeah. of fish. Um We had that one we had that one listener, that Duffy from Lansing. Yeah. Sent in that uh what, forty one inch pike. Huge. Oh, geez. And that was just right in the marina, right yep. in town. Yeah, you never know. Holy shit. So yeah, we get it we got out there, um, started fishing Saturday, um, a little bit in the morning. And basically just kind of picked a spot, just looked around um, along some railroad tracks, um, looking for structure, basically, is, is kind of what I was I was scoping out. Yeah. And there was a lot of people out there um, along the tracks area and 10 to 12 inches of ice, which was good. Yeah. And sat, parked over a uh, kind of a brush pile looking spot and caught some nice bluegill, um, some nice bass as well. So when you're talking fishing the backwaters, so I know you mentioned like Mud Lake. Mm-hmm. Is that like, so how is that connected to the Mississippi? So Mud Lake is part of the Mississippi. Okay. So basically it's, it's kind of a protected kind of a d- area. Deeper pool off it's, the main it's channel. It's not really that deep either. Yeah. Okay. It's off the main channel, um, but it's protected by kind of a, a land. Kind of meanders. I don't know, like a, a dike almost. So is it, there. is it like an oxbow type body of water? What does that mean? Uh, so like where the old channel used to be at one point, but no. over thousands of years, nope. it's moved to where it was. No, it doesn't look like, I think it's more of a man-made kind of thing. Okay. Maybe they dredged the main channel and then threw the, threw the stuff up yep. off to the side and that kind of made Mud Lake. Cause it was really shallow, um, going through it, um, on the main part. And then yep. you had the further out you got, the more kind of the river kind of cut into it. Yeah. So it was a, it was a couple miles out, um down the way and got onto about eight feet of water, seven, eight feet of water, Oh, that's maybe not too bad. 10 feet from shore. So it was a pretty good drop off right on some structure, right on the trees. Um, that's where all the big bluegills were coming out of and, oh, nice. and bass were roaming around too. And it was a totally different kind of bite, um, than what I was used to, which was cool. Um, a typical lake bite, you know, you drop your jig down you see a fish come right up on the flasher. They hit you know, it. It's either they want it or they don't. Yep. If they don't want it, you're switching baits, you're switching spots, whatever. Um, here, they'd, they'd kind of mosey up to it, and we actually got the camera out to check it out Yep. and see what was coming up. And it was all a lot of bass coming in and out, and they were just pretty lethargic. They were not. They weren't into it. Not real active. Uh, the ones that came up were beasts. The Big. one I caught was about a three-pound. Ooh, nice. I mean, real nice, solid bass. Um and he was just a hog. <laughs> but every other bass we could get to kind of come in would look at it and kind of just just move away. So do you, you think know? these were like heavy, heavily pressured fish? Or do you think it was just... I think it was just kind of more of a midwinter kind of bite where they're just slowing down. They're just kind of, yeah. I mean, bass aren't super active in the in the winter. I mean, they can be. Yep. But especially here... Eh, not not a lot. Kind of hitting. Could that. have been kind of a low auction kind of deal too. Maybe what they I don't know as much. I don't know exactly how that would work with the Mississippi right there. How oxygen would? Mm-hmm. I don't know how oxygen the concentrations of oxygen move throughout the water column. So I don't, I don't know, know how that works. But. Yeah, and then uh, the second day got in some nice nice bluegills. Um, yeah, got really chewed up. Yeah, one. yeah. I was, I was talking cool. to you on the phone. You said <laughs> yeah, one got chewed up by a 
looked like chewed on by a pike or something or like a that, turtle or, or, or something. Turtle. Yeah. Yep. Snap the the back end of it into the meaty part pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, got some cool pictures. So sounds of it, you're uh, you're stealing some some of your grandpa's spots, is what you're. No, is what you guys are doing. Not, not at, at all. all. Nope. Nope. My grandpa's spots were not available to fish because of the ice. So, gotcha. uh, basically, he's more familiar with Pool 13, yeah. and that was not. I mean, there's no ice anywhere from the dam as far as you could see downriver south of Bellevue. Oh, geez, no ice at all. And and normally there'll be, I guess, most years there'll be. You know, maybe some walleye access right off the dam, and then all froze up south of that. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yep. geez. Yep. So that was just probably a combination of it being warm slash. I think high a lot water. of water, just mostly the high water, just yeah. kind of chewed it all up. Yeah. Um. You know, the river was up over twelve, thirteen feet the week before, and then down it was still at eleven and a half. Yep. So not real great. And I'm sure that's kind of what turns some people off of it is just the unpredictability. Mm-hmm. Oh of, yeah. Yeah. That, of the that's river. tough. Um, but yeah, the bite was, was very, very light and it was definitely bring out your finesse setups. Yeah. You know, we were fishing the, t- the tungsten cadis, the regular cadis, um, trying to use those to, to get on the bite. And that's what did really well. Um, and you tried to hold it as steady as possible. Yeah. Basically sitting in the shelter, you know, prop your rod up on your knee, holding it, looking down the looking rod. down the barrel. Yep. And watching <laughs> it. And occasionally you get a little up pressure and occasionally you get a little down pressure that's set the hook and you almost we, it's better off to wait a little bit actually oh. and get and let them chew it a little bit yeah and i don't know make sure they had it in their mouth it was it was a lot of missed bites but it was still a lot of fun i probably Dang. missed 10 or 20 fish over that and Holy that's with smokes. me actually you know being concentrated on it uh buddy brandon got into it yeah. got got cold the front peterson fi- cold front peterson got the pattern figured out so that was pretty exciting i know he was pumped about it and yeah he's ready to get back out on the ice too. finally got that radioactive pickle uh, to work took another listener with us alex yeah man he had a good time so that was cool he was jazzed about it as well he had to leave saturday night so fortunately he didn't get in on the blizzard bluegill action on sunday but yeah, that's fine that was that was fun so yeah, yeah, we sound, had a great trip. Sounds like you guys were crushing it pretty good. Yeah, we'll do it again next year because I mean, really for the for the distance, we're about three hours away. It wasn't wasn't you know That's an all bad. day kind of trip on the road all the time. So yep, probably base camp out of Dubuque and and go a little north even. So anything? Any crazy stories? Anything? Brandon, well, do anything wild? We didn't have too many crazy stories. Didn't I mean, get we to the white claws too deep. No, no, not too bad. We uh <laughs> we were out in the parking lot, you know. Frying up some fish on the little one burner. Oh, yeah. Right next to the pickup. So that was cool. Nice. Some of those bluegills you caught? Yep. Bluegills yeah. and, and bass, too. Yeah, yeah. Filleted them out. Oh, yeah. A couple, oh, yeah. couple green walleyes, huh? Green walleyes. They tasted good. <laughs> they tasted just as good as the, as the bluegills. There you go. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then you were out a little closer to home over on Dakin's Lake. Yeah. I ran on up to Dakin's. We talked about it a little bit. Um, Wanting to fish that tournament or the derby. Yep. That was today um so i wanted to get up there and try at least kind of have an idea lay of the land so last weekend ran up there because i'd only fished it one other time prior to that open water so i had an idea of where a few cribs were at and there is some some cool structure marked on there we'll have to yeah investigate that we'll have to do a little more digging i brought home one of those one of the one of their lake maps so we'll see what see what that looks like open water one day but uh yeah i went out there wanted to check out some spots so got up real early uh last saturday or last sunday 
Uh, probably made it on the water about seven, just as the sun was kind of coming up. Yep. Perfect. Um, went and hit up a, a pallet kind of tower hotel deal. Mm-hmm. Um, caught a bunch of little bluegills right away. So I was like, just right. little. yeah, uh, maybe four or five inches. They yep. weren't real big. Um, then just kind of dinking around there, had a couple suspended marks come in, reeled up to them, uh, pulled in one real nice, I don't know, probably 11 and a half, 12 inch crappie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that got me pumped. I was like, ooh, <laughs> maybe we're on to something here. The decoy. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was the decoy, but. Well, you didn't catch any other ones. No, I didn't catch any other ones. You're right. That's but I didn't spend a whole lot of time there either afterwards. <laughs> but uh, that made me feel real, real good, maybe a little overconfident about sure. t- today's tournament. Um, yeah, we had high hopes going in. So we we're I was kind of poking around, around there, drilling some holes. And then a guy I work with, Tristan, or used to work with, uh, met him out there and we went kind of back. So this lake's kind of divided into two areas where there's kind of an open area where they, where the DNR drop structure, that's mm-hmm. probably 60% of the lake. And then there's probably, yeah, 40% of the lake is back and there's just a bunch of trees, yep. um, that they flooded. And so we went back in there, uh, found a few trees that looked like kind of your conifer evergreen type trees. And that's I was like, Oh, key. those yep. will be, yeah. I mean, Cause I mean the branch structure underneath the water is is super dense with those yep. types of trees. So I was like, oh, yeah, we'll go right on those. Started fishing some of those, and the bluegill class was definitely better than what I was fishing out yeah. on the uh, on the man-made structure. There's some solid fish. Yeah, I mean, we were caught. I measured the one, and it was eight and three-quarter inches, which is, I mean, I felt pretty good about that. Yep. I was real confident. I mean, we caught quite a few eight-and-a-half-inchers. Um, so I was like, all right, got a slight game plan um, yep. for the for the tournament. Uh, they were fairly uh, tough to catch. I mean, you had to kind of finesse them a little bit. Yep. Uh, well, th- so what the key was bringing Tristan along with me, uh, and it's a lot like our relation, our uh, how we fish is. I usually find the spots. Yep. And then Ben's the one who catches them. So I found the spots, and then Tristan was just straight crushing the eight and a half inch bluegills. Just. One right after another. Was it still that tough kind of bite where they, they'll mosey in and... Well, so they'd mosey... The ones that would bite. mosey in real slow wouldn't bite, mm-hmm. but the ones that would come... They'd come in fast, Yep. boom, hit it, those are and the ones. go. I mean... Spend all your time yep. trying to get those. Yep. They were fast. Those the ones that ones. were dinking around would never bite. But what he was running and what I ran today was the double drop rig. Is what I'm calling it. Tell me more. Uh, I mean, it's nothing that fancy or special. I've I've seen it before. Where sounds deadly. Uh, so what you're running is, you got one jig that you tie a polymer knot to, and you leave. I don't know. I probably left eight inch uh, tag line on it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a jig that's in in the line, and then on the other end of that that tag, you tie another jig. So essentially, you got two jigs tied onto one line. Um, not that we ever caught any on the second on what on the on the, the one? on the mid jig yeah on the but everything came on that bottom jig but uh i don't know i think that extra movement in the water mm-hmm. between the both uh between the two i don't know seemed to work well it yeah and it did well for you today too oh yeah you yeah on that same kind of rig and, yeah and you outfished me yeah i'd get well what i'd see is a lot of them would come into that top that upper jig but then they'd end up finishing and eating that bottom one i don't know why they didn't like the they didn't like that upper and one. What, what kind of jigs were you running? Shit, I don't know what that one was. The, I don't know what the middle one was. The, it's kind of a flat jig. Yeah, the more horizontal. Real light. Well, it's lead. more like a three-quarter kind of position. 
Well, that's right? just kind of the way it sat on yeah, the line. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not quite oh, But the, the eyelet's thing. straight out the top. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's kind of flat. I don't know what that's called. It had an eye on it. It was white. Is that from a schoolie rig? No. No, that was from a Craigslist purchase. It was a jig that was already tied onto one of the, <laughs> one of the rods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. And then I just had a regular tungsten dropper, 5 mm-hmm. mil on the bottom jig, mm-hmm. pink, and... With just a wax one. Well, so this is what, one thing I was doing different and was instead of, so usually I'll put two wax worms on a jig hook, squish them so they're all kind of popped and mm-hmm. tingly out there, send that down. For some reason, I was getting more bites if I would just single hook yep. the wax worm like through the one end so it was just yep. sitting on the edge, uh, totally around. intact still. Gotcha. Um, that seemed to be the play. I don't know why, but... Not too that, bad. No, that definitely seemed to work. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that was about all that we really had happen uh, last weekend. Yep. Um, yeah, so we came up. I mean, I felt real good about catching a handful of eight and a half, eight and three quarter inch bluegills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew there were some decent crappies to be caught out there, so I was like, all right, Ben, uh, it's go time. We got the plan. Yeah, yeah. So this derby is, is really cool. It's for the Zeering EMS, Fire mm-hmm. EMS. Uh, basically a fundraiser for them. It's kind of a more of a town celebration. Get your family out, get yep. a bunch of people out on the ice, just having a good time. Yeah. It's not a c- real competitive event. No. 10 bucks standard. You know, um, which was pretty cool. Yep. Cool for them. Oh yeah. It was a blast. Yep. We got there, what, 630 this morning. Man. So that's right when registration starts, 630 in the yep. morning. And I was like, all right, well, yeah, we'll get there. You know, maybe we'll have to do some dinking around for a little bit. We'll obviously be the first ones there. Chat with some people. Yeah. No. No, oh, the, yeah. the the parking lot was already full at six thirty in the morning. Yep, it was that was impressive. People were serious about it. I mean, they were they were out there. Um, yep, it's basically more of a it's a derby. It's not a tournament. So, yeah. so what's so, the difference between derby and tournament, Ben? I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. I still don't know. But I I think it has to do just with okay, a tournament. You're gonna get your sled checked for fish. You're gonna, yeah. You're gonna be sitting at the ramp. You know, lined up, waiting for the start time to start. It's a little bit more formal. Yep, you're not out punching holes. Yep. You know, until until the tournament starts. The derby, on the other hand, I mean, you go out, you claim your spot. Yeah. You get set up on it. You punch a bunch of holes, whatever you want, and then it's a shotgun start. It's like a air horn goes off at eight o'clock. Drop drop and lines in. That's at 8 when o'clock. you can start fishing. Now, yep. the good part about that is you're not. You know, it's more relaxed. It's more family friendly. Yep. You know, people aren't running around all over yep. trying to catch fish yep. um, and get on the good spots first. And this was only a big fish deal. So, yeah. I mean, the only thing that counted was the biggest bluegill, biggest crappie, and then it was just overall biggest fish, which ended up yep. being a pair of catfish yep. this time. A little suspect, though, on the uh, 8 yeah. o'clock start time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the They blew the air horn at 8 o'clock, and the biggest catfish was weighed in at what, 8.05? 8, 8.06. 8.06. Which I feel like eight oh six was even generous. I think it was sooner than that. Yeah, it was. It was within a couple minutes, and a guy was running across the ice. Yeah, I was get, like, get so I, I just. I mean, I'm not saying anything fishy was happening, but I just imagine what was happening was he'd already had that fish hooked, and he was just letting it swim around yeah. <laughs> until eight <laughs> yep. o'clock, and then reeled it in. Yep, but but it's all catch and release, which is cool. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Run, for a small park, I mean, Dakin's yep. is only maybe thirty five acres, and yep. I bet there were over. Well, there was a hundred, two hundred and thirty-six entries. Um, yep. 
So yeah, so that's a good fundraiser. Yep. But yeah, just as as you run your fish up, um, you know, keep it alive in a little Ziploc bag they give you. Yep. In some water, run it up there. They measure it. No weights. So that's also Everything's a nice thing. Just you know, however long bluegill, however long crappie. Yep. Uh, and then they throw it back down the hole and away you go. Yep. What I think happened was um, the bite was pretty good right, right away. away. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we were on the uh, on your spot uh, catching some nice bluegills. You got a eight and three quarter, eight and a half initially, eight and a half, and then was that uh, first eight one and I three quarter. In. Yeah. Um, and then I was catching some similar size one, seven and a half, eights around yep. there. Yeah. And then I think once all the bigger ones were caught, they released them over towards the middle of the lake. Yeah. And I think they got spooked after that when, when the bigger ones weren't kind of hanging out I mean, there I anymore. guess that's a theory. Ah, uh, that's what I think. I feel like it just got later in the day and the bite just got tougher is my, would be more my theory. It was packed over there. There was lots of people. Oh around. gosh. Yeah. It was shoulder to shoulder there for a yep. while. Hut to hut. Hut to hut. <laughs> yep. Um, and then the bite didn't pick up again until 11 o'clock probably. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't pick up as much as what it had. Yeah, there was a nice little lunchtime pickup there. I mean, the winning bluegills caught it. So the turn, the derby ends at 1 o'clock. No more mm-hmm. length taken. And the winning bluegills caught at 1224, I think, is mm-hmm. when it was. So, I mean, that's kind of, or 1234. One or the other. It doesn't matter. But Yeah, still pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the bitter end there. They grinded that out for a 9 and a quarter inch bluegill. Yep. Uh, which is on a public, public lake that's only that big. Uh, I think that's real solid. Yeah, it's not a secret spot by any means. It's not, you know, people know there's good fish in there and yep. it's a public place, like I said. So yep. That's yep. doing pretty well. Um, and then afterwards, had some good prizes handed out. Um, they had a nice raffle. Uh, we got to meet one of our fans, Mike. Shout yeah. out to you, Mike. That was yeah. cool talking to you. That was great chatting with you, man. Um, he pulled me right out of a crowd and said, hey, I know you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that was awesome. So what really cracked me up before we get too, too far off the ice conversation, uh, while we were on there. These uh these two boys came up to us. Oh yeah, uh, uh, maybe ten or eleven, twelve years oh, old. I don't even think that much. I was they were chatting, like eight and, and they'd built a six. snow fort. They built a snow fort out back, and for some reason they'd use their own sled to build it. I don't know what they. So they're going around asking if they could borrow people's sleds to go move something. I don't know. Uh, and we were chatting with them, and we had our all of our stuff piled in our sled. So I was like, well, we kind of have a lot of stuff in there, guys. So uh, you know, kind of. Yeah, no. Go ask these other people or something. Who knows if we ever get um, the sled back. But then they're sitting there chatting, and they're like, well, what should we do? What should we do? And the guy's like, well, we can belly crawl and try to hide away, hide from Grandpa, is what they're <laughs> trying to do. I was like, oh, gosh. They did. So about, what, an hour, you'd say, later? Yep. Uh, this older fellow comes walking by. Hey, have you seen these two boys with this, with this white sled? Around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, God, what, what the heck were they working on? They were kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. We were like, "What's going on over here?" He's like, "Oh, I'm looking for them. Uh, they had. I knew they built a fort up in the up in the trees up here. Yeah. They're collecting these sticks." But uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'm looking for the sled and uh, and a, and there is two grandsons or whatever." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, they're probably just back up there eating chili. They're pro- that's probably where they ended up." He's like, "Oh yeah, you're probably right." Yep. But it just cracked me up that then later on the grandpa sauntered on over. Hey, have you seen these yep. two <laughs> talking about schoolies with you? Yeah, yeah. That's all he fishes with, schoolies. He yeah. actually orders them right from schoolies themselves, the 40s. That's impressive that he's running the 40-incher. Yeah. I'll have to order one of those. The 40-incher with the wooden handle. Not yeah, yeah, the, the deluxe. The plastic well, yeah, they're only $2 one. more. Oh, really? Like the, actual wood? For the deluxe, yeah. Is it Or is it the fake plastic wood? No, no, that one's actual wood. Oh, nice. Yeah. That'd be worth it. You think? So it'd be $13.99 instead of $11.99? Yep, yep. that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Well, for the short one. 
I think the 40s are 15 bucks. Oh, there you go. But, yeah. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. Pretty slick. And, yeah, they had all kinds of raffle prizes and prizes to hand out. And the biggest, what yeah. were the biggest fish that were caught? Biggest fish, uh, so we had the bluegill, which was nine and a quarter. We had crappie. So, yeah, this was a whole other freaking debacle. <laughs> so they, the they take you out to three places. And I did not realize this. I thought it was just big fish take, take big fish take all was yep. what I thought. Yep. But no, they go out to three places. Now so crappie. No the winner was like eleven and a half. Second place was like ten. Well lo and behold, no one ever no one weighed in a third place crappie. There were no third place crappie. There was not a third crappie. Only two crappies brought crappies. in. Well, so I had caught previously about an eight incher. Eight inch crappie, That's and I was generous. like, and I was like, ah, there's no way that, somebody's already won this, so uh-huh. I just put it back. Freaking should have went there, took you it up to the won scale. Who knows what? A twenty dollar oh, gift card to the no, no, there was a gas, uh, gas station. Uh, rod reel combo. Oh, all right, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're they weren't exactly a bullwhip by any means. Well, you'd but, never uh, use it anyway. It's not school. No, I'd just throw it in the trash probably. <laughs> maybe <laughs> sell it, it on Craigslist. Give it, to, give it to your son maybe someday. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> He's got to have the schoolies. He's going to be on schoolies only. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Now we know. But yeah, freaking could have had third place crappie, but I put her back in the hole. Man, and he was right in with all the bluegills. Yeah, right there in with all the bluegills. Running around. It was the only upbite that I got. Yep. But, yeah. But, yeah, it was kind of a tough bite today, even. Yeah, I mean, it, you really it was had windy. to. Sun was out. Yeah. High skies. Yeah, you really had to kind of hold your hold your bait. So, primarily, mm-hmm. I was running that double that double drop yep. rig and Cadis, and I'd yep. say 50-50 on either one, but the key was to hold it dead still once those fish were on you. Jig it to get them to come in and look at you, and then don't Just freaking move. Yep. Because if you'd move even a little bit, or I noticed if you had your line too far out of the water, the wind would blow your line, yep. and they'd take off. Yep. You had to hold that bait dead, dead ass still yeah, and i think that's something that people don't realize if they're new to ice fishing on yep. on the different kinds of bites and and how to recognize those because if you weren't recognizing that you weren't catching any fish no you know you would you'd be well jigging. that one lady said that yeah she's like hey send some of those they haven't caught here. a damn thing <laughs> <laughs> if if she only knew what we were going through to try and catch those because it was yep. it was pretty intense yeah well ben you could have had yourself maybe even the first place crappie if you'd have gotten off oh, your damn phone had a call from work on my phone, still jigging, <laughs> of course. You know, I'm not bringing my line out of the water. Yeah. And had a high flyer mark come in on the other side of the lake. We are testing that out in about 14 feet or so. Yeah. And, ooh, got a fish on. And so I'm, I'm like, lifting the rod out of the water while I'm like, hey, I got to go. Trying to hang the phone up. Yeah. And must not set the hook hard enough in them. Yeah. Reeling them up. And, uh. Nope, gets off right at the hole. It was a crappie. Would have been it. Would have been right up there. I bet. Well, yeah, guaranteed would have been at least third. Yep. Yeah. Dang it. So, Dang it. Be there next year. Yeah, next year we've kind of got the ropes now. This is the first year we've done it. I'll definitely go back. That was yeah. that was a blast. Yep. Very friendly, family friendly. Yep. Uh, yeah. Go set up your shacks. Let your kids play in the shack. Yeah. You go out and fish. Let your kids make a make a fort and belly crawl hiding from grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> that poor guy. Then free chili lunch. Yeah, back chili. I mean, for a ten dollar entry, and that gets you into the raffle also. So I got, a, I came home with some Snap On socks and a mug, or a yep. thermos type deal. Yep. Would you? Oh, you came home with the. <laughs> you had the straight furrow hat. Straight furrow hat. 
and, and a couple two koozies. koozies. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll take it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, they have some real solid prizes also. I mean, for like winners, yeah. I mean, they gave out gave away an FL8, K-Drill, yep. uh, hub, hub style shelters. Yeah. Um, so I guess the, the moral of this, this story in this episode is just get out and support your local yeah. community events like this because yeah, yeah. that's... We're the whole reason that they do that. I mean, know? that was the town celebration. Yes. That, that was their week. their fundraiser for the year or yeah. for the for the season, whatever. Um, yeah. And definitely, sure beats giving you know a hundred bucks entry fee into a fancy tournament, and then never getting anything out of it. Yeah, and just for to give prizes to somebody that wins first place. Yep. You know? Yep. So, and I mean, I feel like everybody had an equal chance because you only need that one bite. Yep. It's only that one fish that you need. Yep. It makes it more random. I mean, it's not. There's not as much skill involved as if, hey, you have to weigh in 10 of these. Yep. Um, but I think that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Yep. That was really cool. Yeah. I mean, even the, the youth division could have come just as easily come away with a bigger fish than the, the adult division. Yeah, I did. thought that was cool. Just a separate youth division with yep. their own prizes, their own raffle prizes, their own big fish. Yep. Different species, all that. Yep. So. Gave away trophies for those. Yeah, trophies. Which, I mean, I would have taken a trophy. That would have been cool. Yeah. It was like <laughs> it had a fish on it and everything. Yeah. It was a legit trophy. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Awesome. What else you got, Brett? Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. One thing, oh, I guess one thing I was going to comment a little bit about on Dakin's also was the water clarity difference. Because um, when we were up in the trees, it's a little closer to the channel. Mm-hmm. That water was much dirtier. Than the water out in the open mm-hmm. area, which I thought was kind of interesting. Didn't really seem to affect the bite a whole lot, I don't think. But you um, could tell they could still see the bait from a ways away. Yeah, coming. Yeah, in where in the in the dirtier water, they had to be on top of you before they really noticed that 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 bait was there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I wish we would have had the camera to to run that. Yeah. The old uh, Markham blue Recon screen of death plus has a blue screen. Yeah. And it did that one other time and. And looking it up and, you know, doing a support ticket with Markham, send it back in. It was the only thing they could come up with. Damn. And I don't know, I'm pretty sure they replaced the whole thing. Yeah. And I got it back under warranty, thankfully, but now definitely not under warranty. So maybe looking at a different camera setup. Yeah. Maybe, maybe next year. Yeah. See what comes out. Maybe uh, AquaView. I, I like their, their handheld setup. We'll just get the RT9. Yeah, right. Yeah. RT9. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? What a joke. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. Heck yeah. no. Heck no. I do like the little handheld size of cameras. That's, yeah. that's slick. Throw it yeah. in your pocket and you can go scouting with it. Yeah, drop it everywhere you go. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see what it looks like, what that tree looked like mm-hmm. under the water. Because we found a nice little seam. So one mm-hmm. thing about fishing in trees and with your flashers, and yep. you'll find this out pretty quick if you haven't done it before, you can't see shit down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the time you got... Areas of the branches and stuff yep. and all that. You can't see really where the fish are coming in at, and you can't barely see your jig. It's a shadow area where your beam is going over a, a yep. stick or a log, whatever, and if your jig's below that, it's never going to see it because it's kind of yep. hiding out in that dead zone yep. under the cone. So It's tough to see what the fish are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we found a nice seam where I was fishing that. Yep. You could, you, we were obviously in the tree area, yep. but... In my cone area, I could. It was very clear. I mean, we were fishing twelve foot of water, uh, and I could. I didn't have any branches or anything in my way until I got down to ten foot. Yep. Which I thought that was pretty big. Yep. Um, really allowed you to see those fish coming in. 
allowed you to kind of work them yep. as and, much as we could. And really the way to, to help get around that is to punch holes and yeah, find, find the it. spot. See, especially spot, fishing those tree type things. Your like spot situations. was better than my spot. And we were three five, feet away. I had five spots the whole day, I'm pretty sure. And yeah. none of them were as good as yours. Not as, you could see more. Yep. Your jig was always visible. Mine was kind of fading in and out. Yep. It had multiple branches down before I could see my other part of my jig. Yep. Um, and then also, too, just having a dual cone, that helped me a little bit, too, where I could narrow that beam down to my eight-degree beam yeah. and actually see my jig better, but it still wasn't. Yep. It wasn't a great flasher kind of yep. setup or fishing in the trees, but that's where the fish are. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of the moral of the, of that little part that I brought up was drill. Don't be afraid to drill a pile of holes. If you're fishing in trees like that mm-hmm. to really kind of find the spot on the spot. Um, yep. If, Cause yeah, if you can get, if you can get your jig down in there, get it as close to that, uh, structure as possible, yep. but you can't be getting snagged up all the time or else that's not going to do you any good. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you had that, that yep. one hole you were in, you caught two fish and each time, you got hung up on a branch. You had yep. to wait for them to work their way back out to. Yeah, there was a little in. touch and go there. Yeah, give them a little extra slack. Hope they come I, out. I was underneath. surprised that that Ooh. happened. I thought you were. I can't believe you got them both out. Yep, yep. You didn't lose a jig. Yep, I lost, But then you did lose a jig in lost the other one. Jig. Yeah. So one lo- lost one tungsten to catus. Get with Widowmaker and get get a resupply going. Yeah, <laughs> I've lost a few of those yeah. just on just on branches, but that's that's where the fish are at. Yeah, you know they're they're sticking tight to structure, especially late season right yep. now. Yep. So. Yep. Got to get in it. In what it else, to win it. What else did I use? Oh, I did use the uh, the Acme Rattle Jig. I haven't brought that up. I don't think I've really brought that up since uh, no. since St. Paul show. Dude, that thing. So when we went to the St. Paul show, I was asking the guy. I was like, so is this a, is this a jig that's going to catch fish or is this catching fishermen? Uh-huh. What's this thing doing? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You oh, know. Catch oh, it's going to catch fish. Well, that thing is a fish catcher. Yeah. Tom Bowley even said. Yeah, that thing's Travis. legit. That hook is so freaking sharp. I mean, you can't hardly... Like when I'm tying it on, my thumb is constantly getting stuck by the tip of that hook. Yep. Because it's so freaking sharp. Heck yeah. Like that that hook is sticky. Good stuff. Uh, but yeah, that thing is a fish catcher. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Anything else, Ben? No, I don't. I don't. I think uh, that was a pretty good synopsis of uh, what's going on in our world lately. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wanted to bring up the decals. Jeez, you're just yeah, yeah throwing it out at us. Yeah, we got to chat about that. Or were you going to kind of slowly transition? Oh, no, that's perfect. Talk about them. I don't know. You make them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you guys are interested, we did release our decals on our our Facebook page. Yeah. There's instructions on there. Uh, Basically, look up my Venmo name. Yeah. Send me a message on there. Send it through Facebook. That's fine, too. Um, But, yeah, had a few people reach out and got them in the mail. Hopefully, uh, you enjoy them and and, uh, can stick them on your bucket, stick them on your sled. Yeah. Stick them on your truck, whatever. Yeah. Um, it does cool. help support the podcast. I mean, yeah, it's not absolutely. that it's terribly expensive, but yeah, you know, Br- we do have some expenses with this. Yeah, Brett and I are just uh, doing this for fun. We're not, you know, taking sponsors right now or anything. We're just spending yeah. our own money and our own time just sitting down talking with you guys about ice fishing. Yeah, just jonesing. Jonesing around. <laughs> and you guys are all listening in, which is pretty cool. We're up over 13,000 downloads yeah. so far. Um, some of our earlier episodes are crashing Pushing a 1,000. Yep. Yeah thousand downloads so that's really cool to, to see Dang. and like we say in all the little commercial spots it does help a lot going on on itunes and rating us on spotify yep. you know giving us the five star rating yeah and especially writing the reviews too that's really cool to to see all to, that to see that yeah i mean it, it not only does it help us rank better on the internet and i don't know mm-hmm. however that stuff works 
but it's also cool for us to see it kind of get keeps you driving and keep keeps you excited yeah. each week to keep doing these things yeah it's cool to know that that you guys are looking forward each week to listening to us and and hearing what we have to say and we're just two guys from iowa talking ice fishing yeah down yeah. in the basement yeah, yeah, down in our basement. <laughs> Hopefully next year we can upgrade maybe to an office. Of some maybe sort. to my basement. Yeah, maybe to Ben's basement <laughs> next year. Uh, good deal. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. On the Short Rod Show.